Let's start with praise. The Bible says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving Amen. and enter into his courts with praise. And so we say, God, we thank, we you. thank you. We bless you. We honor you. You are amazing. You are good. You are holy. You are righteous. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Sikhanu. You are Adonai. You are everything that we need. And so we come today saying thank you. And according to Psalms 103, we don't forget your benefits. You heal all of our sicknesses. You forgive us for all of our sins and you restore our youth like the eagles. We thank you that you redeem us from destruction and we thank you that because of Jesus, we are free. We no longer have to live under the dictates of sin. We can live from a righteous position. We are not bound. We have been set free. And so Father, by faith, we step into freedom. We step out of sin. We step out of iniquity. We step out of transgression. We step out of Amen. torment and Amen. we step into our identity as children of God that we have been born again you said in your word if any man be in Christ he is new and so father we declare today that where our eyes are open to see our new stature our new position our new um DNA and that we live from that place now Holy Spirit we can't do any of this without you because you are the one who leads us into all truth so we invite you to come and do what you can do Open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts so that we can receive the truth of our identity. We take authority over every spirit of religion, every spirit of lying, every spirit of deception, and we declare that the sons of God will manifest according to the word of God, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So let's hop into today's teaching. We hope that you had an opportunity to go back and listen to the last couple of weeks where we were talking about growing into sonship. Uh, we gave a lot of what I think was really foundational uh, information to help people understand the difference between being a child and being a servant and then being a son. And we talked about growing into sonship. And when we talked about that, we were, we were sure to mention that it has nothing to do with gender. Right. I don't want anyone who's watching this for the first time thinking, well, they don't say daughter. Listen, when we say sonship, we're talking about a, a positional uh, relationship, of authority, uh, yes. a position of authority uh, and ownership. Uh, and so this morning, we want to talk a little bit about uh, what this spirit of adoption looks like. You mentioned to people last week, we were going to come back and talk about adoption. And so uh, this week I was doing some additional reading and I, and I remembered how much I really enjoy the book of Romans. Um, I, and I remember because I guess early in my life, I could really, really identify with who Paul was writing to in the Roman church, especially, uh, you know, in verses in chapter seven and chapter eight, because in chapter seven, he does that whole thing where he talks about when I would to do good, <laughs> I can't. Uh, and when I look around, it's, it's, it's seen all around me, but it's no more I, but it's the sin that dwell in me. You know, before I got filled with the Holy Spirit and was trying to live for God in my own flesh, I felt like that. Yeah, that's um, good. And I think that's important to say, because there's a lot of people who love God but they haven't mm -hmm. yielded themselves to do what we talked about last week, which is being led by the spirit of God. And when you are led by the spirit of God, then you don't have those battles where you want to do right, but you find yourself doing bad all the time. Or you want to do the right thing, but you find yourself doing the wicked thing, the twisted thing 
all the time. I think that's such a good point that you make though, right there, right? Because so many people have spent, if you, you make this good point about being filled with the Holy Spirit, that in reality, when I am struggling with this thing that I can't do right, it is not, it's because I'm not yielding to the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and my flesh is dictating me. And that's why we begin to talk about sonship to understand that if I'm going to live as a champion, I've got to put my flesh in its proper place and begin to let my spirit grow up and be the boss of me. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what Paul does when you read Romans chapter seven, it all it's almost like he throws an underhanded pitch so that we could knock chapter eight out the park. <laughs> uh, because he starts off in like Romans, I think it's chapter seven, maybe around verse 15. Uh, and he, he starts to say something. Uh, here it is. He says, for, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. In other words, he's like, everything that I want to do, I end up not doing that. But everything I hate, I end up doing. And I think that paints the picture of people who really do love God, but they're not being led by the spirit of God. So they find themselves always doing the thing that they really loathe. Like they really don't like lying. They really don't like stealing. They really don't like robbing God of the tithe. They really don't like fornicating. They really don't like adultery. They really don't like gossiping. But because they're not being led by the spirit, their flesh causes them to do those things. And then they end up thinking that they're bad people. And it's not that they're bad people. They're just not being led by the spirit of God. Or they end up thinking they're just human and yeah. they don't have any choice over that. But because that's, that's, that's more palatable to say, well, I'm just human rather than saying, no, there's a higher way to live. Say, I do have a choice. I do have a choice. And I remember that. We've talked about that mm -hmm. before. I remember being in college when I really, really loved God, but I did not know about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I did not know how to be led by the Spirit. And so I constantly found myself doing things that I did not desire to do. But let me tell you something. One thing that will really help your heart position is that I don't care how long you have struggled with something, you cannot begin to normalize yeah, it. Yeah, you can identify you, with you it. You cannot identify with it. You have to keep saying, even though you may not know how to stop cursing, how to stop fornicating, how to stop stealing inside, you cannot make God so small that he cannot free you. You have to keep, uh, Chris was singing earlier, are you hungry and thirsty? Mm -hmm. If you get hungry and thirsty for freedom, then the Holy Spirit is obligated to bring you into a place of yes. freedom. Well, and that's the reason, again, that I absolutely love the eighth chapter of Romans, because from around Romans chapter seven, verse 15, all the way down to like the end, which is verse 25, Paul is walking through this idea that we are not what we do, mm. that, that what we need to realize is that why we're doing it is because we're not being led. We're, we're not, not being, being led. led. That's so good. And, and, and when you're not being led, as we talked about the last two weeks, if you're not led by the spirit of God, then you never become a son of God. Yes. So Paul is really setting this up for the people in, in Romans, because when he gets to Romans chapter eight, verse one, which is one of the most powerful verses, I think, in the whole Bible, it says there is therefore now what? No, no condemnation, condemnation to them. To them which are where in, in Christ, Christ Jesus, Jesus who do what walk, walk not the after the flesh but after, after the, the spirit. spirit he says now there, there will be condemnation if you are in Christ and you still walk after the flesh there will be condemnation there will be condemnation because your flesh knows better I mean your your, your spirit knows better but your flesh wants to do something else he says that was the struggle that I was talking about in chapter seven but in chapter eight he says but I need you to know that there is now no condemnation to them 
who are in Christ Jesus, who choose not to walk after the flesh, but to walk after the spirit. And, and, and so when you begin to look at Romans chapter eight, uh, those first four or five verses are just filled with revelation. So I think that's so important, right? This thing right here, because I think a lot of people get stuck right here. When I'm a born again believer, if I continue to live the way I lived before, I will experience condemnation. And it's important to note, God is not condemning you. God is not condemning you. What's happening is you're having a battle between your spirit man, which is righteous and knows right, and your flesh, which only knows and desires wrong. So they're That's talking good. to each other. So the condemnation doesn't come from God. It comes from you choosing not to lead your old life while you try. Because here's the thing. When people are just living a life and they don't care nothing about God and nothing about living, they're not condemned in the things that they do. You only get condemned when there's conflict. Well, that's really good. And so what am I going to have to do as a born again believer? I have to learn to live led by the spirit, mm -hmm. not just going to church, not just praying in the morning. I have to learn to be led by the spirit. And this is how the Holy Spirit trains us, trains us to be led to hear his voice. Because in verse two, in <laughs> Romans chapter eight, he just go, he goes right into it and he says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So Paul says there's two, there's two entities fighting in me. There is this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and then there's this law of sin and death. Well, the law in Christ Jesus has made me free, but if I still live like a slave, then even though I'm free, I'm, I'm functioning as a slave. In the same way that we talked about last week, that even if you are a child, and your father passes away, even though you have ownership of everything until you grow up and reach a certain age of maturity and can be trusted, you are no more than a child because you have governors ruling over you. Yes. Well, if we are living our life for Christ, but we are still living this life of sin and death, it's governing over us. And so it's enslaving us. And so that to me, that's that's why that's why Romans chapter eight, verse four and five has so much rich revelation. Uh, one of the things it talks about is it talks about the relationship and how this relationship has privileges. And we talked about this when we talked about partnership. We said what partnership has what its privileges. Partnership has its privileges. If you are a member of a certain group, if you're a member of a certain community, you're a member of a certain thing, there are certain privileges. You know, people have certain credit cards and with certain credit cards, there are certain privileges you get. Uh, you know, there are some credit cards that when you travel, they allow you to go into certain lounges because you have those cards. If you have those, those, if you don't have those cards, then they won't let you in those places because certain things has privileges. Well, there are privileges to having a relationship with the father. Absolutely. There are, there are there, there's no, absolutely. there's no shrinking back. There absolutely. are absolute privileges that come from having a relationship with the father. And the apostle Paul lays those out for us in those first few verses. He also then in those same verses talks about the life, uh, life in the spirit. We have to be led by God. If you're not led by God, not only can you not become a son of God, but you really don't know the direction you're supposed to be going in. So everything that looks good, you will follow. But the Bible says that we're not supposed to walk by what? 
our sight, sight, but we're supposed to walk by what? Faith. Our faith. And so the only way to walk by faith is then to be being led by the Spirit of God. Well, and that's the reason that a lot of people, they because every, this message is not just for people who everything is going wrong in their no. life. There are people who literally have built whole careers, whole lives, and they still don't have any peace. Mm -hmm. They still don't have any peace. And I can remember this years ago, same college years when God was pulling me into something else. I remember this one particular Christmas where I literally got everything I wanted mm. and I still felt this emptiness. Mm. I felt this emptiness because material things do not make up for relationship with God. They're nice right. to have, right. but they don't make up right. for relationship right. with God. And what God was showing me in that time is that there was not a material thing I could have. There was not a relationship I could have that was going to take the place of the intimacy that I was created to have with him. And so we're not saying that everybody who's living in this place under the law of sin and death don't have no money, sick in their mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're saying. But all over the world, you have seen people who have grown up, gone on to be rich and famous, and they're still miserable. They still need drugs. They still can't keep a marriage. Because the truth of it is, is that you said it early in the beginning, that the best thing is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And everything else is yep. just an added benefit. Yep. But the best thing is Jesus. And so many of us, when we make this decision that we're going to go after having this American dream, go after having this good life, and then we neglect God, understand that it is in intimacy with God that we really do have the best life. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things I'll go ahead and say this, I encourage those of you, you know, Pastor Chris, when she was singing this morning, talked about the desire to be hungry and to be and to be uh, and to thirst after righteousness, but basically that righteousness can also be said the things of God. So if you're hungry and you thirst for the things of God, the Bible says you will be fed. So on this week, I really encourage people to go back and read Romans chapter eight. I had it's been a little bit since I had read it, just read the whole chapter, just read it from that perspective. But I'm telling you, it will absolutely bless you. Those first four or five verses really talk about relationships and the privileges, and then verse five through thirteen begins to just really paint a, a vivid picture of the conflict between our old nature and our new nature. And when you get born again, you are new. You, you be, the Bible says you, it's, and I know sometimes we talk about it in the sense of, oh, I, I'm new and we don't really understand. It really says that when you get born again, you become something that never existed. That's absolutely what it says. You become something that had never existed before. So verses five through like 13 begins to paint this vivid picture of who we are anew. And I think sometimes we need to realize we're not our old self just trying to live better. We really are something brand new. Put that in the comments. Say, I have been made new in Christ. Second Corinthians tells us that it says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is something that did not exist before. And I think it's so important that we understand this. When we accept Jesus, we don't just join a church. Right. We don't just join a religion. We become members of a new family, yes. a new breed. I am a new breed. And unfortunately, when we aren't taught that, that's the reason that what you talk about in Romans 7 has so much power in our lives. Because when we don't know that we are new, we don't actually believe we can live above our sin. Right, right. We don't believe we can live above it. We like my mama always did it. My grandmama always did it. Everybody got to mess up sometime because we don't know that we are new. And the Apostle Paul says it has everything to do with what we put our attention to. 
Yes. Because whatever you put your attention to is what's going to be magnified in your life. That's good. Somebody says, well, where does that come from? Well, you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 5. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, he says, they which are after the flesh, they do what? They mind, mind. they pay attention to. They observe and act according to the things of the flesh. I like this word, this next word. He says, but. But. <laughs> he says, but, but, which means it cancels out everything that came before and it solidifies everything that comes after it. So it's almost like that first part doesn't even exist. He mentioned it. He says, but they that are after the spirit, he says, basically, they mind the, the things, things of, of the, the spirit. spirit. They pay attention to and are accountable to the things of the spirit. And so when we begin to understand that, then we reach out into what he gets to in like verse 14 uh, through verse 17, which is really where we want to land today. Yes. Because then he begins to talk about, okay, now that I've now that I illustrated for you what it's like, you need to know that you 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 aren't uh you you aren't special everybody has this feeling of, of of not living right or not doing things right when they're not led by the spirit of god mm-hmm. but i want to let you know he goes to verse chapter eight you don't have to feel condemned all you have to do is pay attention to the spirit and live be led by, by the, the spirit. spirit be led by he the said, spirit and then when you're led by the spirit now i can talk to you about growing up into this thing called sonship and so he says in romans chapter eight uh, verse 14 through 17. We'll just read all this. He says, for as many as are what? Led, led by the spirit of God. Then they are, one translation says, they are counted as the sons of God. It says, for ye have not received, and we're going to talk about this, the spirit of bondage. He says, you haven't received the spirit of bondage. He says, again, to fear. So if he says the word again, that means that it must have been there at some point in time. Yes. That's when we were living under sin, the law of sin and death. He says, but now he says, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. He says, but you have received what? The, the spirit, spirit of, of adoption. adoption. He says, yes. you received the spirit of adoption. And when you received it, he says, whereby now you can cry out, Abba, Abba Father. He says, whatever situation you're in, you can call your daddy because you've received this. When you have received the spirit of adoption, you can now cry out to your father. He says, the spirit itself, watch this, it beareth witness with what? Our Our spirit spirit, that we are are what? what? The The children children of God. God. And if we are first children, remember we said last week, you got to be born again first. Otherwise, you're just a creation of God. But when you become born again, you become a child of good. God. He says, and then when you become a child of God, he says, then you become what? At some point, you become what? Heirs of God. And then you become joint heirs with Christ. That's so important because he says, when that happens, he says, if so, yeah, you, you had it right. He says, if so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be what? Glorified with, with him. him. So in other words, I'm going to have to go through some things just like Jesus went through some things. But I need people to hear when I say go through some things, I ain't talking about your mama getting cancer. I ain't talking about you losing your baby. I ain't talking about you going bankrupt. No, the things you have to go through is the crucifying of your flesh. Yes. That, yes. Those are the things he says you have to go through. Jesus has borne all of the penalty for our sins. We don't have to do that. But what Good we teaching. have to do is participate in the process of crucifying our flesh daily and no one no one is exempt no one from crucifying their flesh and no one you can't pray that heaven come down and do it for you it is your work to do it 
And if you do not crucify your flesh, because while there is suffering with crucifying your flesh, if you do not crucify your flesh, you will live as a born again believer who is still under the reign yeah. of the devil. Yes. Yes. So this is very, very important. If we, it says, listen, go back to verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. And it's so interesting to me right here, this verse right here, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You were in fear, whether you realized it or not, if you are under the devil's realm, that is the kingdom of fear. And look at the language. He says bondage is what? A spirit. Bondage is a spirit. Please put that in the comments, people. And, and you people. need to understand that because bondage is a spirit, it has it has the ability to live through generations. Mm. And so you don't. You, it's it's not necessarily something you could have. You may have personally done, but we know we're all born into sin. But even when you get born again, you have to evict that spirit. You have to evict that spirit. It's a spirit. And bondage is a spirit and one of the things you know because you know i have a master's in psychology you know i talk about these things and one of the challenges that we have is that many times when we are dealing with a bondage we try to only deal with it from the soul realm and we don't deal with this spiritually here's a good example people think that just because they get a degree and move to a better neighborhood that they can break off the things in their family yeah. That's just dealing it with a soul perspective. The way we deal with it from a spirit perspective is that, yes, we want to change our mind. We want to renew our mind, right? Yep. But we also want to, to launch into, dive deeply into the spirit of adoption and say, what you used to be able to do to my family, what you used to be able to do to me, you cannot do to me anymore because I do not live in your kingdom. I have been adopted. I have a new father. And what is so incredibly sad to me is how many people mm. who are born again believers mm -hmm. who will not come to God when they are in trouble. They will not come to God when they are struggling with sin. And that is the very first thing that happened to Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve blew it, instead of going to find God who was meeting them every day, they hide, they put on these fig leaves, which is a false covering, right? And that when he, and then even when God comes for them, they don't wanna come out for hiding. When you understand, and nobody has taught me this more in the natural than watching you with our kids. When kids know their father, they come even when they're in trouble. Because, because if you put back up Romans uh, 8, 15, or 14, 15, if you put that, just, just notice the language he, he uses when, when, they start, when he starts to talk. He says, for you have not received, I think that's verse 15, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. So you, even in your example, what did Adam and Eve do when they, when they realized they had messed up? They hid. Why did they hide? Fear. So the spirit of bondage is designed to cause you to function in fear. Yeah. What's the opposite of faith? Fear. So the spirit of bondage wants you to operate in fear so you cannot operate in faith. If you don't operate in faith, the Bible says it's impossible to do what? 
please God. Do you understand how this cycle works? That's what the spirit of bondage wants to do. It wants you to be afraid. The spirit of the spirit of bondage will literally have you living in wanting rather than living in having. Because faith says faith is now. I have what God says I have now. But bondage, which causes me to be in fear, will have me living, always wanting, never believing God's going to have for me. I want to read this. I know that we didn't um, put, it, put it in the notes, but I want to read this in the Passion Translation versus the, the verses you just talked about. It says, um, the, in fact, it has a title, a heading for it, and it says, the sons and daughters destined for glory. Verse 14, it says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back to the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned for as he rises up within us, our spirits join in him saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. Verse 16, for the Holy Spirit makes God fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. This is why it's so important. It says, listen here, this spirit of fear will make you separate from God. Mm -hmm. This spirit of fear will make you try to manage your money problems, make you try to manage your mind problems, make you try to manage your sin problems. He says, no, you have received the spirit of adoption when you are in trouble, when you have messed up, run home, don't run away. And the spirit of fear wants you to run away because then he can do bring even more destruction to you. But the spirit of adoption says, listen, God, I'm still struggling with this thing and I don't want to be struggling with it anymore. The spirit of adoption says, I belong to you and I have been embraced by you and I'm going to come and sit with you until it changes how I see myself. And I believe that one of the biggest disconnects for so many believers is that we've never allowed the presence of God to change how we see ourselves. So God is saying, you're my child, mm -hmm. but you're like, I mess up too much. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve to be here. No, come and sit until his love is your reality and it changes your identity. Again, it goes back to the same type of thing that the Apostle Paul was talking about in, in Romans chapter 8. He was saying to them, listen, there are two members warring for you. It is the law of the life in Christ Jesus, and it is the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. He says, now those two things war for you. He says, but it's also true that you have this spirit of adoption that's working on your behalf, but you also have this spirit of bondage that wants to come again. Yes, it wants again. to come again. Why? Because it wants you to live in fear again. Again. He says, so you have to remember that you have not received the spirit of bondage, he says, what you received when you became brand new, when you got born again, you received the spirit of adoption. In other words, you have been enfolded. The passage translates says you have been enfolded into, into the, the family. family of God. You have been enfolded into the family of God. You've been taken out. There's no more bondage in you. So don't live in the family and still relate to bondage. Yeah, that's good. Because that's the really Bible good. then tells us in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. Fear. He didn't give it to us. 
So if I find out that I'm afraid, if I find out I'm not trusting God, if I find out that I'm, I have anxiety, if I got panic attack, I got to realize where that came from. It didn't come from the family of God. It did not come from the, that's so good. It didn't good. come from the it family of God. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. What he gave us, there's that word, but again, it says, but of what? Power and of love and a sound mind. That's what we get when we are adopted into the family. When we get a, we get taken, we, we come from a family of fear. That's what we were born into. But when we get born again, God doesn't give us an additional spirit of fear. What he does is he gives us power. He gives us love. He gives us a sound mind. Why? So we can be led by the spirit so that we can grow into becoming sons of God. This is so good because it reminds me of growing up with my grandmother and I would want to do something because somebody else would do it. And she would say, we don't do that in this mm, family. Mm. We don't do that in this family. And it's so important for you to understand fear is not a part of this it's family. Not, it's not. Somebody ought to say that fear, fear is, is not, not a part, part of, of this family. family. But you need to hear this because people used to say this. I don't know. Do you? Did you grow up hearing people say this? They would say, I'm going to come to God when I get my life together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come to God when I get my life together. And there are born again believers who are living that way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come to God when I get my life together. No, I'm going to come to God even when my life isn't I'm together. I'm going to come to God so my life can get together. So my life can get together. I'm going to bring God my stuff. And as we're talking, it reminds me, and I know people have and seen And when you know God's love, you don't have to be afraid to bring him your junk. It's not like he don't know anyway. So you can bring him all of your junk and not be in fear. In the same way you said when when kids know their relationship with their father, even when they messed up, they, they ain't hesitant to call their father, reach out, because they know that I may have messed up, but my daddy going to be there for me. That's how I see God. You know, this it, it reminds me of this because you treat me this way, too. So everybody knows you're the most organized out of the two of us, and that organization is not my strong suit. But there have been a couple of times in our life where I have decided to clean out my side of the closet. And I get very overwhelmed in the process of it. And After you take everything out. I take everything out and I get very overwhelmed in the process of it. And you always come and help me. You come and help me. Now, I, you you probably don't want to so you can work on more having more of the heart of the father. But you do come and help me. You don't leave me in that mess. There are so many people that you think that God wants to leave you in your mess. Can you put this in the comment? He wants to help me. And sometimes what people will do, what they want to do is they want to mess up and then they want Holy Spirit to come and help them, but they don't want Holy Spirit to talk to them about how not to be in that situation next time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, you, people have to be willing to listen. People have to be willing to listen. Yes, Holy Spirit will help you, but that doesn't mean he's not going to say, now next time don't do this. You got to be able to follow the instruction as well. Otherwise, he'll always come and help you, but his job is to be a teacher. So he's going to always be teaching. Oh, this is really good. And when people don't know that they are loved, right? Mm -hmm. When Because they have not sat mm -hmm. with the love. God. So let me tell y'all this. They just hear fussing. So <laughs> I was about to say this. I was about to say this. I was about to, hold on. You got something on your face. So wipe it again. So, I, so there are, I was about to say this, that because I know Edwin Strickland, and I talk about this all the time. One of the things that Edwin Strickland has is he has the spirit of his memo on him, right? So he is a fusser, and everyone knows that. 
But even as he fusses, he is helping I'm, you. I'm, 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 it, I'm demonstrating the Holy Spirit. You have to understand <laughs> that it is a part of the way that he shows that he loves us by telling us why we should not do this again. That's right. And because so many people still carry the spirit of fear and rejection, mm -hmm. they feel like when God corrects them, he doesn't love them. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you taught the spirit, this, this, um, this, the series on being unoffendable, mm -hmm. you need to understand this. Correction is, is not, not rejection. rejection. Can y'all put this in the comments? Correction, Correction is, is not rejection. rejection. And so what happens for people is that when they come in and they begin to engage with God and he begins to give them instruction and he begins to say, don't do that and don't talk to that person and don't go there and don't do those things. When you are still dealing with the spirit of fear, you think that means that God doesn't love you. But I want to tell you something and people really need That's to understand That's what that spirit this. of bondage does. It's that spirit of bondage. You need to understand this, that the people who won't correct you and a God who won't correct you doesn't love you. The, not, yeah, right. Uh, uh, and, 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 and many times we flock to people yeah. who co-sign where we're living. But anybody who co-signs me walking in death doesn't actually love me. He corrects us because he loves any good parent corrects their child. Absolutely. So if God cannot correct you, you're never going to get out from this bondage because his instructions are giving us mm -hmm. life. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. The spirit of adoption is, is, is so important for us to get because it allows you to relate to the father. Say, I've been adopted. Mm -hmm. Say this. Say, God corrects me because he loves me. Is this making sense to you? Is this resonating to you? Because so many people, you, you hang with people. You want to go to churches. You want to be in spaces where nobody ever says to you, Sean, you need to do this mm. better. But the Bible tells us that correction is a sign of love. Correction is a sign of love. And maybe people have been corrected harshly before. And so they now see God as a hard taskmaster. But that is why you need to come by the spirit of adoption so that you understand that when God corrects you, it's because he cares about mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Oh, this is good. Where are you taking this now? So, so let's just so for you can just take a moment and we can kind of contradict those two spirits he's talking about here: the spirit of bondage, which we know leads to fear, and then the spirit of adoption. Right? What does the spirit of adoption do? The spirit of adoption gives us access into God's presence. The spirit of you 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 read it in the Passion translation, and I don't I don't have it with me, but in the Passion you you mentioned you, you it, it reads so wonderfully. It it says that we are. In, in, enveloped or in full for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. There it is. The Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. And I really believe that because not of, not of anybody's fault of our own, so many people haven't experienced what real fatherhood looks like. It's sometimes hard for them to relate to our heavenly father, because sometimes we tend to relate to our heavenly father the way we have or haven't related to our earthly fathers. That is why it's important for you to be led by the spirit of God, because he will teach you what fatherhood looks like. He'll show you what that looks like. That's good. He says, Holy Spirit will show you what true fatherhood looks like. And when we talk about the spirit of adoption, when we get enveloped into the family, you literally have access to everything that family has. It's like um, 
It's, 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 like, it's like if you were to marry into a wealthy family. Um, if you marry into a wealthy family, you become a part of that wealth. I mean, in, in, in many cases, or, or let's say you, you, uh, you, you marry or, or you get adopted into a family. Um, let's say you're a baby, right? You're born here in America, but you get adopted by a family and you move to uh, a French speaking country where you're going to grow up speaking French, right? Why? Because you've been enveloped into that family, into that culture. That is what Holy Spirit wants to do for the believer. That's so he wants good. to take he them, wants to envelop us. He wants to envelop us in the culture. And this may be a good point for some people to begin to say, you know what the truth of it is, is that maybe I wasn't fathered at all mm. or I wasn't fathered well. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how to respond to the father. And when you're not fathered well, the spirit of bondage has access and when it has access, we know the spirit of bondage has really one job, and that is to cause you to fear. That is to cause you to have anxiety, to have apprehension, uh, and to be experiencing some form of trauma, even though you may be born again. The spirit of bondage, it doesn't care that you're born again. It wants to stay in your life. You have to expel that spirit of bondage. But the only way to fully expel it is by fully uh, appreciating and coming into the spirit of adoption. I think that's so powerful, too, because, you know, one of the things in, in, you know, in our marriage, you know, this is that when my grandmother raised me, mm -hmm. so I'm really, really good. And I see this sometimes with people in our church that sometimes people in our church who have not been bothered want to talk to me and they don't mm -hmm. want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And it's because typically if you grew up with your mama, you know that your mama's fussing doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Right. right? It took me some time to understand that how you related to their our kids, it was because you were a father, not a mother, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? And so what happened is, is that because I wasn't father, right? Then what would happen is that you would say things to our kids sometimes and it would feel so hard. Oh, we look frozen over there. It would look so harsh to me, right? But it was because I wasn't used to hearing a father correct. Mm -hmm. Well, now we've been married all of these years and you talking to them and I'm just like, child, uh-huh, that's what your daddy's supposed to tell you because that's how daddies talk, right? So I really am, again, saying to people who have not been fathered, you need to let the Holy Spirit teach you what it's like to have a father. Mm -hmm. I remember one time standing in church and they were asking us years ago and they were saying, think of God as your daddy and call him daddy. And I was like, yeah, about that. Mm -hmm. And I literally said in that service, I said, listen, if God was a mama, especially a grandmama, I got this. I understand how to relate. But it took me years, even though I really love God, it took me years to understand the love of a father. And no one else can teach you that except for him. Mm. So it's like this thing now, right? It's funny because people who get to know us, right? People who don't know us have a perception of us, sure. right? right? And sometimes people who don't know us, they think we're tough. They think we're demanding, all of these things. But anybody who really gets to know us, especially you, they are amazed at how generous your heart is because, and that, and most of the time it is because 
they come in with a preconceived relationship from their own fathers, the own men in their life. And then when you begin to bother them, it is like blown away. And so I'm telling you, I feel very strongly. See, here's the thing. The word, written word, it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't become real right, to you. Right. So now for those of you who are saying, I see myself running from God. I don't let God help me. I've never known what it's like to be fathered by my to be fathered by my father. I don't even have a man in my life that I know how to go to and ask for help and be transparent and be vulnerable. The first step in this is to now that you have read that you have received the spirit of adoption is to say to the father, teach me how to live as your mm -hmm. child because I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to live mm -hmm. as your child. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean. You know, when we talk about adoption and we talk about the Holy Spirit, adoption is such a significant work of the Holy Spirit that is literally called the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption. And, and I think the reason it's important for you to hear that language, it's not just semantics, right? It's, it's, it says we, we have received the spirit of adoption. Why do we need to receive the spirit of adoption? It is the only way that we can know for sure that we are enfolded into the family of God. I'm going to give you a natural example. Because the Bible says, keep your natural example, because uh -huh. the Bible says that our spirits will bear witness with his spirit. Well, what is the spirit bearing witness to? That we've been adopted. So when the enemy says all these other things he says to us about we don't matter, we're not worthy, we, God doesn't love us, all this stuff, that's just noise because the spirit in me, the spirit of adoption, not my intellect, not, 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 not my intellect, but literally yeah, a, the good. same spirit, like a Holy Spirit, the, is it the spirit of adoption comes into me and it begins to bear witness with my born again spirit that we are the children of God. So then I can't be convinced otherwise because it keeps bearing witness with me. Now, give me your natural example. So here's the natural <laughs> example, because the Bible tells us that the natural reveals things in the it spirit, does. right? There have been children that have been adopted. Mm -hmm. They were adopted at one day old, mm -hmm. three days old, seven days old. They never lived with their other family. Yep. And they received the legality of adoption, mm. but not the spirit of adoption. Mm -hmm. So even though they lived in this family that treated them just like they were children mm -hmm. in this family, mm -hmm. they got the name of this family. They got the benefits of this family. They still carry the spirit of bondage. bondage again to fear yep. that they are rejected. Yep. And you will watch children yep. who have been adopted. Yep. And that is the only family they have known. And they will continue to say, I don't feel connected. I don't feel like I'm treated the same. Because this is important to understand. The spirit of adoption must be received to be activated. That it's the same thing. It must when be people, received. When people say, the Lord told me to come to FOC, and they come to FOC, but then they go, well, I don't feel like I fit in after six months. You didn't receive the spirit of adoption. It's not that someone did something or anything else. You, it's, it's your feeling. You, you, when you receive the spirit of adoption, you get it enfolded into what you've been adopted into. 
And when you receive the spirit of adoption, and here's a great example, yep. you know this to be true. My grandmother raised me, yep. but everybody who knows me knows that my grandmama is my mama. Mm -hmm. I received the spirit of adoption. And growing up, when other people who were yep. raised by their grandmama would say, I really wish my mama raised me. I was like, uh-uh, my mama does raise me. Mm -hmm. My mama does raise me because I received the spirit of adoption. You must receive the spirit of adoption in order for it to be active in you. There are those of you who have been received into the family of God. You've been received into fellowship of champions. You've been received into your natural family, but you continue to entertain this spirit that tells you that you don't belong. Which is the spirit it of is bondage. the spirit of bondage, which is the fear. I'm going to use this example. They won't care. Years ago, Tamara and Chris used to live with us mm -hmm. when they were college students because we could only even run our life because they helped Praise us, God right? for them. Yep. And listen, one of the things about Tamara is that, baby, early on, Tamara just came in. Like Tamar, day one. Day one. Tamara came in and she was like, y'all my mom and daddy. Okay, cool. So Tamara so meant this that I get up one day. I've gotten a new car. Yep. I get up one day <laughs> yeah. and I go outside for my car. And my car is gone, and I'm so confused because yeah. I don't know where my car is. So then, because it never it never registered to you that someone would have taken your car. That someone would have <laughs> taken my car. So finally, I call you. I say, "Do you know where my car is?" You like, I drove, I drove my own car, car to work. Car. I drove my car to work, right? <laughs> so then I call Tamara, and I say, "Tamara, do you have my car?" She said, "Yeah, mom. You said I was your kid. I need to go to the store. <laughs> I drove your car to the store, right?" Yeah. It never occurred to her. So then, in this same thing, Chris comes to live with us, too. Well, Chris was actually there first. Chris actually lived with us first, <laughs> right? So check it out. The whole time, the whole time, Chris just said, she said, Tamara received the spirit of adoption, but Chris struggled with it. Mm -hmm. So we had this jacuzzi tub in our bathroom. And we didn't know that the whole time Chris had been there, Chris had wanted to take a bath in the bathtub. One day we going out to dinner. Tamara go in there and take a bath. I mean, bubbles everywhere. Bubbles everywhere. Is she is chilling in the bathtub. And Chris is like, I wanted to take a bath. You could have taken a bath. It's been here the whole time. It's been here the whole time. How many of you? It's been here the whole time. Mm. The peace has been here the whole time. The provision has been here the whole time. The favor has been here the whole time. But you keep rejecting the spirit of adoption because here's the thing. The spirit of adoption must be received mm -hmm. to be activated. Mm -hmm. It must be received. It is not enough. Please hear me. It is not enough for God to tell you right. that you are his. You must receive yes. that you are his. Yes. And many of you, you need to take some seconds right now and you need to receive mm -hmm. that you are his mm -hmm. Be because until see what happens is so now Chris has settled. Yeah. That she is, is, is a strict one. Mm -hmm. She is a strict, she a valid, <laughs> she is strict. Right? right. And so as a result, Chris asked for all of these things that she never would have asked for before. And, and, and she actually didn't even have to ask for them anymore. Now she's comfortable enough when she comes to our house. If it's at our house, it's, it's hers. She, she, because she's she's received that spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption opens you up to a new consciousness. It opens you up to a whole a new, new awareness. A new awareness. How many of you are living like you don't have a daddy? My God. How many of you are living like My you goodness. don't have a daddy mm -hmm. when you 
Oh, I love what Demetria just said. Did you hear what she just said? She said, sometimes we can't receive the spirit of adoption because we are too busy trying to be our own parent mm. and not a son. Mm -hmm. We are too busy trying to fix mm. our own lives. We are too busy trying to manage it and fix it ourselves. And we show up with things like this and we say, well, no one's ever helped me before. Yep. That's the spirit of bondage talking. That's know, and, we, the, and we say things like, I got I to gotta, I gotta get out the mud. Why you got to get out the mud when you serve a king? <laughs> I mean, yes, hard work is important. The Bible says you don't withhold your hand. You give because you don't know which one's going to work. But this idea that I got to grind and work hard and do all this stuff because nobody's going to help me, it doesn't make sense. It shows that you're still operating from that spirit of bondage, which is to fear. If I don't put forth all of this effort, it won't work. How about I just obey God if it always works? How about I just receive from God? Many of you know because you saw the picture that Canaan went to homecoming last night. It was her first homecoming. And so what happened is, is that one of the things that I absolutely love about Canaan is her ability to receive as a daughter. Canaan really does believe that anything we have belongs to her. Anything that we have, right? And so she needed a little purse to take, right? <laughs> She needed a little purse to take. And so her father had, judge it however you want to, we don't care. Her father, when we went to Vegas, her father had bought her a little Louis Vuitton coin purse, right? And she needed a bigger purse to take. And she says to me, she says, I said, I have a purse that's not a Louis Vuitton that you can take. And she looks at me with this look of utter confusion on her face. And she says, you think that my daddy bought me this little coin purse? And I'm going to take something besides that. So I go in there and I get my little Louis coin bag that's bigger than that. And I said, how about this? She said that right there. Canaan didn't have no problem. Canaan did not say, I'm 15. I don't deserve to have a purse like this. Canaan is like, listen, if my mama is willing to let me have what belongs to her, I'm willing to take it. How many of you are sitting here telling God what you don't deserve, why you can't have it, why you shouldn't be free, why you don't deserve love, why you don't deserve healing, what you've done wrong? How about you just say, I am adopted and I belong to God. I belong to God. Miss Cynthia Jackson says, she said, I adopted and raised a son who is homeless now because he never received his adoption. It's happened. It adoption happens. must be received. It happens. It must be received. Say, I choose to receive that I am adopted. And, and here's the difference. And I remember this story, you know, and it's, it's just it, it's just about whether you receive it or not. Everybody knows that, that, that Taylor, our oldest child, is adopted. Right. Well, when she when she was like five years old, someone said something to her about being adopted. And I remember her saying, uh, well, yes, I'm adopted. That means my family chose me. Your family just had to be stuck with you. That is the difference between letting bondage come back into your life and going, no, I was chosen. I was picked. And because I was chosen and picked, I know I'm loved. We, maybe you're loved. Your family just kind of stuck with you. I got picked. <laughs> and that's how it is in the kingdom. We got picked. We have, we've been picked. I got picked to be in the kingdom. And I want you to stop and think about this. If you had, for all of my children, Edwin knows this, for all of my children, if there is ever any goodness I want to give to my children and they won't receive it, it hurts my heart. Mm -hmm. It makes me so sad for my children to struggle when I have their provision. Mm -hmm. 
It makes me so sad when my children reject the goodness I have for them. Because the number one benefit of adoption is access. Is access. The number one, hear me when I say that, the number one benefit of adoption is access. It's access. When you get adopted into anything, you now have access to that thing that you didn't have before. It's why we tell people, look, if you're going to come to FOC, you ought to, you ought to, there it is, the number one benefit of adoption is access. You, if you come, I never understand how people literally will come to our church and say, oh, I was going to call you, but I didn't want to bother you. That's why we're here. But if you say you don't want to bother us, so you don't call and you just sit over there and struggle, then you're not you're not benefiting from the access that you have. Because we take calls from our partners when we wouldn't take them from anybody else. Absolutely. And so think about this. If it grieves me to not be able to be good to our kids, if it grieves you not to be able to be good to our kids, can you imagine? But Miss Cynthia says she has a child that's homeless. Mm -hmm. You know that grieves her to have Absolutely. a child that's Absolutely. homeless when they have been adopted, yep. but they won't receive yep. it. How does it grieve the father? How does your current life grieve the father? Mm -hmm. How does your current life, what are you dealing with? What are you trying to manage by yourself? Because you won't go in and receive the access. And, it, and, and, it, and we, again, I keep going back to Romans 8. Y'all need to read it this week. It's so good. But if you look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 16, it explicitly tells us. It says the spirit itself, there it is. It, it bears, bears witness with our spirit. That what? That we are the children of God. You Before you can ever talk about sonship, we said this two weeks ago, you got to know that you are at least a child I'm of God. I'm a child of God. And to become a child of God, you get born again. And when you get born again, he takes that spirit of bondage, which is to cause you to fear. It is rejected and kicked out of doors and replaced by what? The spirit of, of, of adoption. And that spirit of adoption brings with it, as, as, as Timothy says, it brings love, power, and a sound mind with it. But if you keep holding on, it's literally like it's literally like the spirit of bondage gets evicted and all the stuff gets kicked out on the side of the curb. But for some reason, you keep going down there trying to get the stuff and bring it back in the house. No, it's, been evicted. it's so true. It's, it's been so evicted. true. Leave that stuff on the curb. It's literally God has called you out. He has given you a new name. He has put a ring. And the Bible shows us this with the yes, prodigal son. Sure does. He puts a new garment on you. He puts a ring of yes. authority on yes. you. He tells you to come home and yes. have a feast. And you say, I can't eat this. Yeah, I still want to be in the pig pen. I still want to be in the pig pen. Get out the pig pen. Come home. Put on the robe that says that you are in the family. I love what Nietzsche said. Can everybody put this in the comment? What she said? Leave that old stuff alone. Mm. Leave that old stuff alone because you keep going back to. And people may not know this about us, but years ago, before we adopted Tay, we used to do foster care. We, did. we used to do intensive foster care. And the kids we did foster care for, the program they were in, it was like their last stop. Mm -hmm. If they didn't make it here, it wasn't going to work anywhere else. And what would happen is, is that because many of those kids, they, um, they didn't always have enough food. Yeah. And every one of those kids we had, they would hoard food in yep. their they room. They would hide it. Somewhere. They would hide yep. it. They would hide it in the most interesting mm -hmm. places because they're not used to having food. Mm -hmm. But the longer they stayed with us, mm -hmm. the less stuff they kept in their That's room. True. 
because they begin to understand that we weren't going to withhold food from them. See, some of this stuff is not going to be washed off of you until you sit with the father yeah, long enough. Yeah. It's not going to be washed yeah. off because Pastor Sean yeah, said, yeah. because Pastor Edwin said, yeah. because Chris said. Because Pastor we turned the organ up and you shout a couple we, times. It's going to be, you're going to have to learn to come to God with all of you and let him untangle you yep. and let him show you who you really are. And one of the reasons that the spirit of bondage wants to keep a grip on you is because it will cause you to run from God. It will. And there is no deliverance apart from It'll God. It'll cause you to run just like Adam and Eve did because just the spirit like of bondage got on their life. And what did the spirit of bondage do? Cause them to fear. When they feared what they do, they left the very presence of the person who could help you. Oh my God, my they God. They left the very presence of the person who had their answer. That's what the spirit of bondage wants to do. It wants you to be so afraid that you will literally leave the place where you are able to get all the deliverance that you need. Now, look at what Miss Cynthia is. She's just showing us in the natural. She said yesterday she tried to feed him and he refused. Yeah. Guys, what did the Lord try to feed you with this week that you refused? Mm. What did the Lord mm. try to feed you with mm. this week? Not, mm. not last year. What did the Lord try to supply you not with young. this week that you would not receive? Because the spirit of bondage told you you didn't qualify, told you you weren't worthy. Come on, I want you to feel that today. What did the mm. spirit of the father try to give you this week? This day, yesterday, that you rejected, and you need to, and, and this makes no sense. Mm. You remember about three months ago when we started doing, um, when we started doing the call for salvation and and mm -hmm. he started telling us to tell people to do what? Come home. Come home. Come home. To come home. Yep. And many of you, you're not out here living all wild, but you still haven't come home. You haven't been enveloped. You haven't been enveloped. In the family of God. You haven't been enveloped. And so we want you to come home. And, and you said it so many times today. You've said it so many times on today that it has to be received. It must be received. And, 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 and actually, first, uh, not first, it's, it's John 1 and 12 says it. John 1 and 12. It says, but as many as received him. As many as receive them, as many it, that means right now, whoever's on this broadcast, it's over almost 90 people on the different platforms. You, right now, you can be like, you know what? I receive the spirit of adoption right now. I it's, receive it's, it. You receive, you because receive the spirit of adoption the same way you receive salvation. How by, by faith. faith, you receive it. You don't wait till you feel like yes. it, you don't wait until angels. Oh, crack the sky and sing in front of you. This is literally how you receive by faith. You receive by faith like this. You asked me to marry you, yep. right? I believe that you meant yes by faith. Mm -hmm. So I began to act like someone who was getting married. I only really asked because I believe you go, you go, you say so yes. So you asked by faith. <laughs> you right. asked by faith, right? <laughs> we both moved by faith, and that's how we've been here 27 My years. God. How many? I, I want you to step out of this. And, and, the, and the great God, thing is, is that because it's, it's so good because he says, "Listen, as many as receive, that's my job, right? My job, I, is to my receive. job is to receive." He says, "But once you receive, now he gives you the power to become the son of God." To become. He says, "But I need you to receive first. He says, "If you," he says, John one twelve. He says, "But as many as received him." It says, "To them gave he power to become the sons of God." 
even to them that believe on his name. So you got to believe on his name in order to become a child of God. But then you got to believe that you receive the spirit of adoption. And then after that, he gives you the power to continue to do the things necessary to become a mature son of God. Okay, this is so crazy, but I feel like the Holy Spirit want me to tell y'all this. And it's something that happened to me because I think that what happens is we keep trying to teach people. We keep trying to teach people that every thought you get isn't yours. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you and I went to Vegas Mm -hmm. in April Mm -hmm. and we were in this mall and you had to go to the bathroom. Do you remember this? You probably don't even remember this. You had to go to the bathroom. When you go in the bathroom, while you're in the bathroom, the enemy begins to say to me, He's he came out a different way. He left. He left you here. Right now, because this you need to understand that every thought you think isn't yours. Right. Every thought you think isn't yours. So now I'm standing in a mall with a bunch of people I don't know, and I have a voice oh, yeah, telling that, me that, that my wife we done that long haul. Uh-huh, I remember that. The, I have a voice now telling me that you have left me. It's trying to stare up rejection. It's trying to create all of this stuff for me. And it didn't matter. It was only one way in and one way out. Of the it didn't matter. It was because you need to <laughs> and understand. You were standing at the door. <laughs> it does because you need to understand right. that when the enemy whispers to you, yep. he doesn't whisper logic. He whispers fear. He just wants to get that spirit of bondage back. He wants to get that spirit of bondage back. And I just say it. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I say it. Ain't no way in the world Aaron Strickland is leaving me nowhere, but especially not in this mall. Especially now when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, I shut it down. Yeah. Now, I want to tell you something. I want you to understand when this first started happening for us, there was a snowstorm when I was pregnant with Chase. Yep. Because you need to understand Years that every ago. thought is not yours. I was pregnant with Chase. Yeah. And there was a snowstorm in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. And literally in between the time, we only worked five or six miles from each yep. other. But by the time it came down so it came fast. down so fast that he literally calls me on the phone, tells me he's coming to get me. And then for 90 minutes, I don't hear anything from him. And I cannot call him because the cell lines are down. Yep. That's how bad it was. As I'm standing there, the enemy starts to whisper to me. The reason he's not calling, the reason he's not mm-hmm. here is because he's dead. Yeah. And you and you start thinking, how, what am I going to tell am, Taylor? What am I going to tell Taylor? His child, how I'm going to raise this baby by yeah. myself? Yeah. And literally by the time he gets there, I am weeping. I mean, bawling. I am bawling. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Over <laughs> something that was a thought yeah. that I took ownership yeah. of. Yeah. Because the enemy doesn't have any new tricks over the period of our life, periodically when I haven't been able to see you, Mm -hmm. maybe you've been on a plane, Mm -hmm. maybe you've been in a city, Mm -hmm. that thought has come back. Mm. And over the years, I have had to get better and better at recognizing that as a lie. Because nothing says the enemy's ever going to stop doing that. Because he's never going to stop he's doing a terrorist. it. Come on. So he's, he's going to always do it. So you have to also know that it doesn't mean you're failing because you have to keep battling. It, it doesn't preach. mean you are a failure. The enemy is all, if he ever finds out he can get you to respond to something one time, he will try it over and over and over and over and over again. Say it again. Say it if again. If he ever finds out he can get you to respond inappropriately one time, he will keep trying it over and over again. So there are some battles that you're just going to have to be content with knowing that every time they show up, you got to put them down. But what happened 27 years later? I laughed. Yeah. 
because I've learned how to cast that yep. down. I've learned how to say, is this real? Yep. Is this true? And I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell y'all that because you, because what the enemy is doing to you is he's making you think that because you keep thinking it, that it's you. Right. I need it's somebody to yell out. That's not That's me. not me. I need you to yell out. That's, That's not, not me. me. He wants That's you to me. think that because you keep thinking it, that it's you. That's not but me. But how do you contradict it? So what I had to do with it, because, because for years, Edwin used to travel. Yeah, I had to we take his word that he loved me and he wasn't trying to leave me. Yeah, I had to take it because no matter what I, I said, had to receive it. You had to receive it. I had to receive it or you it. were going to be tormented the whole time. Guys, this is your moment to receive. Yeah, this is your moment to receive. Every thought you think isn't yours. And in fact, every thought of sin definitely isn't yours because you have been made new. And you need to understand there are many of you, you feel like you're failing. You are winning because you are learning to cast that thought down. Because that, we think winning sometimes means that we're never going to have the wrong thought, the wrong idea, uh, or, or the situation like, like, like when the enemy brings something back to you. That Winning is when you don't succumb to it. And I think this is where people mess up because then here's what people do because people ask us this sometimes. So what you say, so what you then say is when the thought comes back, you let the enemy pull you in this way. I thought I was delivered. Mm -hmm. I thought I was free. Why am I back here again? And then what because you he's do- a terrorist. <laughs> but what you do is you start digging in the dark, mm -hmm. trying to find out what happened to you when you were six mm. that makes you feel mm -hmm. that right now instead of just saying, that ain't me. That's not me. That's not that. And, re and I reject the the very thought you tried to bring to me. That is I not me. I reject that. And I want you to hear this. And we're, 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 we're getting close. We'll wrap we'll up here. Wrap but up. I want you to think about this. You need to understand this. If you have ever been rejected by someone you love, mm -hmm. the enemy's gonna try to bring rejection. You just have to know that. You, you, if you have ever, if you have ever experienced death or abandonment or any of those things, the enemy's going to try to bring it. My responsibility, according to 10, to 2 Corinthians 10, is to stand in my sonship mm -hmm. and cast those imaginations down. To cast those imaginations down. I have to stand in the truth of who I am and I need to understand. I need to stop agreeing with who the my old daddy says I am and agree with who my now daddy says I am. And I just got to tell you, the more you grow in relationship with God, the more you allow Holy Spirit to become the loudest voice that you hear the majority of the time, the less opportunities the enemy has to bring some of those things to you yes. because you close so many doors. Because you close so many doors. And, and there ought to be there ought to be a progression. He may be torturing you daily, but there ought to be a progression in your life where he just simply doesn't have as much access. I'm not saying you can totally close it off because we know the enemy's always going to throw some throw something out there and we live in a world of sin. But as you mature in the things of God, what you're meditating on, what you're thinking about most often, who you become, it gives the enemy less and less access to do those things to you. And you know what? I I, I want to say this part about understanding how a thought doesn't belong to you. 
in our whole marriage, you have never told me you were leaving me. No. Even when our marriage was crazy. Yeah. You have never told me you were leaving me. That thought was just to terrorize me. Mm -hmm. It was just to terrorize me. And every time I would accept it, I would be terrorized. Well, and I shared this with some guys that I know who I told this when we when we when we first got Taylor, there were there was probably till oh maybe right before she went to kindergarten. So was that four or five years? Where where I literally lived in a state of fear that someone was gonna take her. You know, and I don't and I don't know what I was reading or what I was doing at that time, but but literally the Lord told me, He said, You're never going to get over this until you trust me enough to take care of her. And and, and she's gonna have to go to school, <laughs> she she's she gonna have to grow up, she's gonna have to do all these other things. And if you don't trust me enough to take care of her, no matter how old she may become, you are forever gonna be terrorized. And that's when I started reading Psalms 91 and I just got Psalms 91 into me so much that, that the fear went away. So even when the enemy used to say it, I, I could I could rebuff him with it. But you know what happened over time? He stopped saying it. Why? Because it had no effect. Or at least you stopped hearing it. Or at least it. I stopped you hearing stopped it. Because it didn't work anymore. Because right. my trust got so deep in God to do what he was going to do. So do you guys understand how if we receive the spirit of adoption, and we allow the word to become our standard, we can close the door to some of this torment. Does that make sense to you? Because we're going to wrap up here. We're going to keep teaching about this. But we yeah, really we'll come back next week. We want you to sit with the Lord this week and ask the Lord to show you the places where fear is dominating you. Ask the, I love what Demetri said. Ask the Lord to show you where you're still trying to be your own parent, mm -hmm. your own God, where you don't know how to be a son. Ask the Lord to show you instead of running from it, ask him to show you so he can heal you from it. Some of you, you use your anger in that way. You use anger. It's how you protect yourself, but it's really because you're afraid. You got to reject the spirit of bondage. You have to reject you the have spirit to reject of bondage. And receive the spirit of adoption. Don't focus on trying to scream and reject the spirit of bondage. No, just Focus receive. on receiving the spirit of adoption. Yes. Everybody say this as we prepare to give this morning. Say, I belong to God. My goodness. I belong to God. I belong. I, Edwin Strick. I belong I, to God. I belong to Strick God. belongs to God. I belong to God. Yes. He is my yes. father. I belong to God. I have been enveloped into the family. And I want that to be so real to this church that literally when the enemy whispers to you, you laugh. You say, you a lie. I belong to I belong God. To God. I belong. You're not going to have enough money. You crazy. I belong to God. You're going to die prematurely. I belong, I belong to, God. to God. You go get sick. Of COVID. I, belong I belong to, to God. God. Nobody's ever going to love you. But I, I belong, belong to, to God. God. Can you see how just that one phrase, even if you don't know 35 scriptures, just that one phrase, I belong to God. He's already proven how much he loved me. He sent Jesus who shed his blood for me. And I am no longer going to act like an orphan. I am no longer going to act like a bastard. I am no longer going to act like a child who has been abandoned. 
I belong to God. Think about that. He didn't make us come into the kingdom and work our way up to Jesus. Uh, he starts with Jesus. He starts, he starts with starts Jesus. by giving us his absolute tip top very best. It says, now that you've got the best, come get the rest. I love it. So some of you, you may be dealing with grief because someone in your family died, but you still belong you to still God. Belong and to you God. know what he promises? You say, my daddy was never there for me. My daddy died prematurely. My mother wasn't there for me. My mother died prematurely. This is what he promises to you. He said, I will be a father to the fatherless yes. and I will be a mother to the motherless. Yes. And what if you gave all of that rejection away because you let him father and mother you? Man, yes. this is so good. Yes. This is so good And today. if you desire, I believe this in my heart, if you desire an earthly father and you listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll connect you with someone who will be that for you and do it the right way. Absolutely. 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 I want y'all to just receive that. I want you to see that if you just let your imagine, see God embracing you, see God hugging you, see God loving you. My goodness. He, God will give you. And, and you're so right. Not only will God be a mother and father yes. to you, he will give you people. One of his promises is he will give you people for your life. Yes. He will give, he will you, give you people, people for, for your, your life. life. Somebody just receive that today. God will give me people for my life. I believe, I, I sense that by the spirit that there is someone on this broadcast who has been asking God that very thing. God, I need somebody in my life I can trust. I need somebody I can I can, I can can build a relationship with. And I don't even mean like in a, in a husband, wife kind of way. They just, they feel like they don't have anybody in their life. I need them to make that confession. God, I thank you that you're giving me people for my life. Demetri just said, he literally says, I will not leave you as orphans. Yeah. Jesus literally says that I am not, you are mm -hmm. not an orphan. You are not an orphan. You are not an orphan. He gives us people yeah. for our life. Amen. Who? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. So he says, my mother and I aren't speaking, but he will give you people for your he life. Will. He will. He will give you people for your life. And and and, and this is the truth. Sometimes re relationships are reconciled and sometimes relationships aren't. But one of the things that I know is that God will not leave you without relationship. Mm -hmm. He will give you people for your life. You just need to be open to the fact that he will give you people for your life. He will give you people for your life. You are not an orphan. Who is that breaking off of today? I feel real strongly that it is breaking off of you that you're not going to entertain this orphan talk, this I'm by myself talk, this no one is here for me talk, that you are like, I belong to God. I belong to God. I don't have to do it by myself. I don't have to figure it out by myself. I belong to God. I belong to God. Amen. Man, it's your opportunity to sow this morning. Listen, you know how you ought to sow this morning as a child? As a child? You ought to sow this morning as a child. I belong to God. I'm giving my daddy a gift this morning. Mm -hmm. I belong to him. He gives me gifts. I am a child. I'm not an orphan. I'm not. I'm not an orphan. I am. I have been. Not, I, he has not left me comfortless. He has not left me comfortless. 
He will give you people for your life. And I think it's important to say this. You may not get it all from every person. It, right, it, it, right, you may right, not get right, it right. all from every person. He will put people in your life people. who will mother and not father person. you. Right. <laughs> he will put people, people. And, 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 um, and, and people in your life who will mother and father you in different ways. So you don't have to go out and try to make, and this is one of the things like with spiritual parenting, people out here trying to make somebody their spiritual parent when he literally will connect you with people right. who are called to parent you. And this is why this is so important because just like you have to receive the spirit of adoption, yeah. you have to receive parents. Yeah. You have to receive yeah. pastors. Yeah. For years, people have asked us, why do you say this? Why would you talk to Ralph like this? Why would you talk to Chris like this? But you won't tell us this. We won't tell you this because you haven't submitted in mm -hmm. that way. And the truth of it is you can't tell grown people what to do. That's right. You can't tell grown people what to do. So our ability to pastor Chris, to pastor Ralph, to pastor Nitra, to pastor Kale, to parent them too, is their ability to submit to that. Which what means is, is that when we tell them something they don't want to hear, they don't now go, I'm grown just like right. you. And you don't have the right to tell me what to do. They have received us as the gift. So first you need to receive the Holy Spirit's gift. And then you need to be able to receive the people gift. Because if you don't receive yeah. the Holy Spirit gift, then you end up pushing back against the people that he gave to help you grow up. Yeah, because really it becomes a spirit of bondage. Because now you're fearing that they're going to tell you to do something trying to control you. Trying so now you're afraid that the very people you say God put in your life is not going to treat you the right way. And then you back into the spirit of bondage again. All right. It's our opportunity to give. How many of you were blessed by this message I today? Was actually blessed. This message is so good. We just want to remind you, you know that something supernatural happens when we give. But we want to remind you that beginning October, we are going to be celebrating all of our ministry leaders. And we want you to prepare a special gift to give in the month of October so we can be a blessing to them. Now, understand this. Fellowship Champions is going to be a blessing to them, yes. whether you are a blessing yes. to them or not. But we want you to join in. So what are some things you can do? If your kids are in victory zone, you can have your kids do a little card and, sit and mail it to the teachers. If, if you're being blessed by Pastor Ralph, you can be a blessing to him. If you're being blessed by the prayer team, you can just be a blessing in the month of October. I was reading something the other day that 7,000 ministers quit every month, every month. Because they get worn out with ministry. And we want the people, the leaders at Fellowship of Champions to know, yes, the prayer team is willing to pray and Chris is willing to show up and Ralph is willing to teach and we're willing to teach. But we don't want anybody in our church that leads to feel worn out and to feel like they aren't cared about. So I want you to love on them. I want you to be intentional about it, loving on them in the month of October. Ask God to show you how you can be a blessing to them. We're going to bless them so good in the month of October. I'm really excited about Amen. it. About it. so what do you want us to do now? That's it. That's it. So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So come to church this week. Sit before the Lord. Read, read Romans chapter eight. Receive the spirit of adoption, and you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna release this benediction blessing because if you stay to the end, I think you ought to get something for it. This morning I was putting makeup on. This is what the Lord told me. He said, "Those who will receive by faith, they're about to receive money and miracles." Amen. 
money and miracles. I receive money and miracles. And this is what he said on the top of that. He said, I'm giving you money and miracles because you need them both to impact the world. Amen. I receive money it. and miracles. I receive it. Money so when miracles. you pray for the sick, expect the miracle. Amen. When you when you pray over your situation, expect money and miracles. So that it. is my word of the Lord. Um, April said M&M's money and miracles to impact the world. So you know what that means? If you sick in your body right now, you ought to lay hands on yourself and expect the miracle. If your wallet is empty right now, you ought to lay hands on your wallet and expect the miracle money and miracles to impact the world. And you are a part of the world. So when God is talking about increase, he is never excluding you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. We will see y'all this week. We declare money and miracles be released to you now in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Glory to God. Have an amazing week. Share this with somebody. Y'all do the work. Those of you who have re rejected rejection and received sonship, send us a message and say, I just, I just made a decision to receive it today. I'm not waiting on my feelings to catch up. Mm -hmm. I made a decision to receive it and I will never be the same. Amen. 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 Y'all have a great week. God bless. We love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.